It's Monday. It's November 23rd. And the word of the day is palaver, which means to discuss unproductively at length. Used in a sentence, Joe Rogan is a verb. (laughs) (laughs) Palaver. Well, I'm glad you bring up Joe Rogan, Heath, because when I look at the podcasting landscape, especially as it applies to formerly secular spaces now dominated by anti-social justice voices, I can break the problem down into 14 separate categories. And thank you for the example there, Eli. Thank you, Noah. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm Noah Illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, Donald Trump just can't get enough losing. <laughs> it's the best. Rudy Giuliani has left on the dashboard too long. And I'm quitting Facebook and starting my own site called Palaver. Is <laughs> <laughs> that Palaver? Uh, but first, <laughs> the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are my fellow Skeptocrats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, we got a big holiday coming up. Uh, would you like to give thanks? 2020 was pretty awesome, right? Ah, I mean, I still have a job making dick jokes with my best friends, so no feels ungrateful, right? It feels feels ungrateful. Uh, in that okay. case, I'd like to pass. Okay, no one did it first, so, so <laughs> no. Like, this is a serious one. Okay. In our lead story tonight, the election remains over despite Trump's best efforts to the contrary. Mm-hmm. His campaign to counter the will of the people with nuh-uh was dealt a couple of <laughs> blows on Friday. That <laughs> So many blows. Uh, and each one of them would have been fatal if the whole operation hadn't been dead on arrival to begin with, right? But we learned at the end of the week that his challenges in both Georgia and Michigan are now officially doomed. Uh, sorry, now officially doomeder. They were already <laughs> doomed, but yep. now they're more, they're somehow more doomed and doomed in the fun, you're an idiot, and we were hoping for this way. Not yeah. in the give Jill Stein my money in a desperate hope to reverse 2016 <laughs> way. <laughs> also, apropos of nothing, just for the record, Eli did not start a bunch of Kickstarters for Trump supporters to give us money <laughs> in a desperate hope to reverse 2020 that we're not going to use for that. This is a, a vicious rumor. Yeah, we did vicious. not have vicious. to talk Eli down from that okay, scheme. No, no, real real story. We only didn't do that because we realized how much paperwork it would be. Like, literally, that's... <laughs> well, all right, so... <laughs> one, Trump beat us to it, and then when I well, told Andrew, true. hey, that's can I just fucking start a fake Kickstarter? He got all squeaky, and I was like, <laughs> right. I'm not starting a 501c3 just to take your uncle $6. <laughs> so, um, Open all up right. your scotch, Advent. <laughs> So let's start in Georgia, because I'm stuck here and you should be, too. On Friday, (laughs) embattled Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger certified Biden's victory uh, following a hand recount that didn't change the results because numbers stay the same regardless of the method you use to count them. (laughs) Hold on. What do we do? Like the Fibonacci sequence? (laughs) Something about, like, flower petals. It'll turn the votes into flower spiral. Well, so, and when, by the way, when I describe this dude as embattled, I mean that only in the sense that it's his job to certify those results and his own fucking party is battling him about it, <laughs> right? Like putting shit in front of his door, especially the two Republican Senate candidates set for runoffs in January who are desperately trying to rally Trump's base. Yeah, keep it up, guys. Trump's base <laughs> did awesome for you in this election. Yeah, really. in Georgia. <laughs> yeah, go all Theory. in. Well, yeah. 
And, oh, and just as the news out of Georgia broke, Michigan's Senate Majority Leader and House Speaker, both Republicans, issued a joint statement later in the day that said, quote, we will follow the law. So already not a good sign for uh, Trump. We will follow the law <laughs> and follow the normal process regarding Michigan's electors, just as we have said throughout this election, end quote. And somehow the fact that rejecting Trump and refusing to do an illegal thing are the same actions seems to be lost on his <laughs> dumbass supporters. But, and the fact that they had to say that yep. is lost on their supporters. Yeah. Yep. But they didn't let them verify the numbers from close enough. They they need the opposite of a restraining order. What is that? I want... <laughs> okay, but Eli, as a magician, you got to be proud of this, right? Because... We double lifted six million Trump votes right, right out of we existence. Did. It's true. Pretty impressive. It's the one card trick. We used <laughs> right it. Right up the sleeve. All right. So his his other flappy dick challenges continue, of course. Uh, in Arizona, the two people his campaign found willing to claim that their votes weren't properly counted had their cases thrown out of court on Friday as well. Uh, election officials in Milwaukee and Dane County, Wisconsin, began a recount requested by the Trump campaign in only the two most Democratic counties in the state and nowhere else. Um <laughs> Pennsylvania officials were given until Monday to submit their results uh, to the secretary of state. So you can expect her to certify Biden's victory later today. Uh, and in Nevada, Trump's attorneys continue to argue judge who grants us a do over election says what with little success. <laughs> the judges, the judges are throwing these out so quickly and it's so fun. Oh, they're yeah. Just like how fast is it? You, you can fill out a lot of paperwork. Gavel. See how yeah. fast that is? I just do it again. Right. Try another yeah, exa one. Exactly. Put it on my desk. It's like a gavel. No. Gavel. <laughs> play, you like, got another one there? Whack-a-mole with a gavel. Yeah. I I'm was a palming a Biden, but still gavel. <laughs> I'm going to give you a gavel to take home. <laughs> so in hopes that holds his breath until he turns blue is the next stratagem. We're going to pause for a word from our sponsor this week uh, with a name ever so apropos to the story. Better help. Hey, podcast listener, Eli Bosnick here. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Are you struggling with mental illness? Well, you're not alone. And that's why we're super happy to be working with our sponsor this week, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online service that will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist in as little as 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. Now, maybe you make up excuses to yourself like, oh, I'm fine. The world is just bad right now. Well, guess what? You're wrong because the world can be bad and you can have mental health issues that need treatment. Or maybe you think that therapy just doesn't work for you, or you had a bad experience with a therapist in the past. Well, the good news is your brain isn't magic. Therapy does work for you, even if it hasn't in the past. And there's a great therapist out there for you. Yes, you. It's just about finding the right match. And luckily, with BetterHelp, there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not be locally available in many areas. I'm talking LGBTQ affirming, sex work positive help that might not be easy to come by in your hometown. And BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. And with BetterHelp, you can log into your account anytime. Send a message to your counselor. You get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. Now, maybe you're saying to yourself, Eli, I can't afford therapy right now. Well, BetterHelp is often more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. 
Plus, Skeptocrat listeners get 10% off their first month when you go to betterhelp.com slash Skeptocrat. And I'm not just talking here. As you might know, I struggle with clinical depression, and therapy like the kind offered by BetterHelp has literally been a lifesaver for me. And I had all the excuses I'm talking about today, plus a, a bunch of even worse ones. So if you need help, it's time for you to get it. Again, that's 10% off your first month when you visit BetterHelp. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Skeptocrat. Go get your brain checked. I, I mean it. Do it. I'm talking to you. And we're back. Next up in headlines, in covid Tory news. Crushed it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Donald Trump Jr. has COVID. And honestly, that's really it. That's the story. <laughs> yeah, I just no, thought I we'd, we'd like to make some celebratory noises about it. Gurgle. Yeah, I don't have a bong nearby, so I can't make celebratory noises. Um, We could add something in post. Yeah, well. Yeah, indeed. But that's not all. Donnie Jr. is only the latest in the cavalcade of Trump lackeys and allies to catch the disease. Fellow coffers-in-chief include Jr.'s girlfriend, Kimberly Guilfoyle, Trump's son, Barron, Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, and Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, Ben Carson. <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching Trump and his staff run outside in a panic on January 19th after we tent the White House and bug bomb it. Yeah, and have right. to leave. <laughs> his, his last uh, attempt to keep Biden out of the White House, have his kids come over and lick everything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> But it gets better than that. 26 House members and 10 senators so far have announced positive diagnoses, including Florida's Rick Scott and Iowa's Chuck Grassley. Like, at two of my top choices if I'm a pandemic. Right? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And that doesn't even count whatever in the name of the end of Akira Mitch McConnell is turning into. <laughs> what is happening there? <laughs> it's crazy. He needs to go in Tupperware. That's just irresponsible not to <laughs> with a seal slice him of up. Bread. He's you not have to put him in there with oh. a slice of bread. <laughs> yeah. What I'm saying is, if we get lucky, we might not have to wait till January for new good news about the Senate, everybody. Come on. Also, by the way, I feel like Amy Coney Barrett deserves a big confirmation Absolutely. party. Right. Like she never really got yeah. celebrated, yeah. right? Yeah. Let's yeah. Get him in there. yeah. We'll pay for it. I will absolutely. I'll pay for all the McDonald's. I'll make and, those noises the whole time. <laughs> and I bring this story up for one other way less fun reason. I want to point out that these people are tested most frequently, right? They have tremendous resources dedicated to not them having COVID and they're still getting COVID because the only way money can stop COVID is if you're wearing it as a fucking mask and these idiots don't. <laughs> Which brings me to my bummer of a point. Listener, you can't go to Thanksgiving this year. My family has canceled yeah. Thanksgiving for, for the first time in 40 years this year. Trust me when I say I am absolutely 100% more upset about this than you are. You can't go to Thanksgiving. I, I doubt that very much, Eli. Literally everyone listening to this was going to eat better food than you. But yeah, I, I, like, I agree. <laughs> don't go to Thanksgiving, though, but still. Right. And it's hard. Thanksgiving, it's all about celebrating that time our ancestors killed a bunch of people with a cold. Yeah, and like, uh, that's true. But just explain to your shitty family 
that now the victims are mostly white people. I think they'll get it, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're not. It's disproportionately minorities. But they just lie to them if you have to. It's but yeah. abs- tell, tell them about the absolute numbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. There you go. Absolutely. I feel like the Native American population, which is also disproportionately affected, like Noah just said, but they're just like, well, well, well. <laughs> Remember? Okay, you got to admit, these idiots are How gonna, the turntables have... <laughs> turned? Were you going to say turned? No, it's a, it's a office quote. But no matter how safe <laughs> or careful you're being, if you're not wearing masks and maintaining social distance, and let's be honest, you won't be, you can and will spread this disease. So stay home. It sucks. I mean, it sucks so fucking bad and Zoom sucks, but I promise killing your grandma sucks more. Unless... She's a Trump voter. In which case, not only should you go to Thanksgiving, but you should play spin the bottle. And if your family votes for Trump, they will be into it. <laughs> but you right, well, you shouldn't no, go, you but should. like, get them right. to yeah. throw that party for Don't greater good. with them. <laughs> and next up in headlines, Rudy Giuliani's face. <laughs> That's it. That's the headline. Yeah, uh, face. Guys, I think we didn't account for the fact that if Donald Trump lost, our shows would just turn into a series of celebratory haikus. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, though. If the last few weeks have proven anything, it's that they get funnier as they get more desperate. Um, speaking of which, the rest of this story. Yeah, I was going to say. Giuliani's face. That's a five. So, okay. We're getting somewhere. So, Donald Trump's legal team, led by the Penguin, spent the last two weeks failing... So very badly. So bad. And it's been a delight because they keep losing over Mm -hmm. and over. And last week, their giant streak of losing got so bad that Giuliani's face started shutting down like the end of a marathon. I I recently learned that penguins can expel fecal liquid with a blast radius of about five feet. What? And then Rudy Giuliani confirmed it. (laughs) And true to form... He's a shitty penguin when it comes to shitting. It was just a sad little trickle down the side of his face, but some penguins can do like five feet. I, I want to know how you learned penguins can expel their fecal liquid, Heath. But I, wanna... but I don't want to know exactly as hard so it cancels out, Heath. All right, there you go. I learned from Brian Zero. Ego. We were on Incredulous, but it's a show, so check it out. <laughs> Maybe see the things I do just because we're friends. I don't know. So just in case anyone missed it, Giuliani and his team held a press conference to talk about how they won the election they lost. And we got to watch a grown man melt like a racist watercolor. Whatever (laughs) mascara or axe hair dye spray he was using (laughs) combined with the flop sweat of lying and abject failure. And it started pouring down the side of his face. So, all right, let's let's talk about the lying in this press conference. Yeah. Actually, no, no, no. Let's talk about Giuliani's face a little bit more. Giuliani's yeah. face. Oh, he looks like last one there as a rotten egg had horrifying real world consequences. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like the Ark of the Covenant's mom came in halfway through, you know, it couldn't finish. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like the last four minutes of a movie where Wallace Shawn has a dark universe clone. Mm. <laughs> hmm? Inconceivable. Okay. Now let's talk about the lying. It started with claims about reversing the outcome in key states like Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, and Pennsylvania. Somehow, he thought this was a good idea to bring that up 
despite a long series of legal challenges that were already thrown out on the grounds that go fuck yourself gavel, as we mentioned earlier. <laughs> but what about Hugo Chavez? Great Ooh. question. He's dead. He died mm -hmm. in 2013. But he was involved somehow. I have a question. But what about George Soros, you might ask? Another great question. Not my so, question. <laughs> well, that, that was your question. What about George Soros? Well, according to Giuliani's colleague, Sidney Powell, a company called Dominion Voting Systems made a bunch of our voting machines, and they have ties to the high-pitched anti-Semitic whistle you're hearing right now. <laughs> also, Hillary Clinton and Hugo Chavez. Okay, I still, have a, still have a question. <laughs> Hands down, please. Hands down. Okay. So it was hard to understand what Ms. Powell was saying there because she speaks entirely in pre-weeps of almost crying. She does. She, it's, it's really hard to, <laughs> to hear what's happening. It's just a lot of that... Like going right into work. But from what I pieced together, Dominion's machines have a secret invisible algorithm. So stupid. Etched inside the box. And it turns a Trump vote into a Biden vote just the right amount of times. But, oh, but we still have the paper ballots and we check the results by hand. Does it does it move ink? <laughs> the algorithm also physically moves the ink on paper ballots from Biden to Trump. Yes. How how could an hands algorithm down? Please, I no more questions. Have my hand. And one other moment <laughs> that needs to be mentioned is when Powell said, "Exact quote: This is the 1775 of our generation and beyond." Wow. End quote. Sounds like. Nonsense, but also maybe a treasonous felony. Not clear. Any idea what she even thinks she was going for? So my, my first guess is that somebody was like, do you even know what fucking day it is? And she's like, OK, I know it's later than 1774. OK, I got this. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that she went with the revolutionary rather than civil war. Right. Because she might be stupid, but she does remember how it went the last time they tried to take their Mason Dixon line and go home. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, regardless of exactly how George Washington's electoral victory of 1775 <laughs> was affected by Hugo Chavez, let's take one more little moment to think about Giuliani's sad, necrotic face of Horcrux withdrawal <laughs> and just how beautifully it represents the dying career of Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani yeah. and everybody involved. Yeah. 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 It's funny. I didn't consider how much my story related to your story until just now, but this next one, <laughs> it's, it, it segues in nicely. Um, and in doing the dishes news tonight, uh, get ready to be nerd sad. Uh, like, like sad music should be played underneath this story, but sad music from a Japanese cartoon or that. Oh, the, like the theme that plays when Tella dies in Final Fantasy IV, something like that. Uh, because we learned last week that the world-renowned radio telescope at the Arecibo Observatory in Puerto Rico will be permanently closed. Yes, the legendary thousand-foot-wide radio telescope featured in such cinematic masterpieces as Contact, Goldeneye, and Species, which has served as a central pillar in the advancement of astronomy since before my birth. The telescope that discovered the first known extrasolar planet. The storied birthplace of... Guys, stop checking your fucking phones. This is sad. Hmm? It's a... No no i'm i'm super mm -hmm. sad um but but it's in heaven with that mars but, robot right they're no, fucking no they're fucking up there it's not 
fucking it's a, a robot. A farm upstate. But <laughs> Stanley Kubrick's there. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> So yeah, but uh, we first learned the telescope might be in trouble back in August when one of the support cables that holds up the platform of scientific instruments suspended above the dish uh, snapped. And that might not seem like a huge problem until you consider that A, those cables have been in place since the early 1960s, and B, that platform of scientific instruments weighs almost 2 million pounds. Yeah. Uh, the cable slipped out of its socket and smashed a few panels around the perimeter of the dish. Uh, so scientists and engineers started drawing up plans on how to fix it. But early this month, a second cable broke in half and tore giant holes in the main body of the dish, ensuring that it was all the way fucked. Uh, in, in fact, there are serious doubts now about whether they're going to even find a way to lower that 900 ton platform before the rest of the cables go and it comes crashing down in a less controlled way. I mean, no, not to shit on your sad science thing, but maybe the people who can't figure out the cable came loose shouldn't have a super <laughs> telescope. Well, they figured out what happened. That's how I, I feel like. It. I figured it out too. It's not. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> I really need this to be like a math-related thing, or like a strut, like not too little duct tape. I need oh. it to be fancier of a problem. All right. Well, what if they miscalculated the necessary duct tape? It can be mm. both, Heath. Okay. They yeah. only measured once. So- <laughs> they can't just still use it like we need. No. Like, okay. The, the exoplanet will look a little wrong. Like, <laughs> all right. If, if, if you see, because they've taken like satellite photos of it now and everything. If you look at the photos, no, they cannot still use it. Um, so <laughs> right. it, it was this threat of imminent collapse, along with the realization that repair would be damn near as expensive as just building a new one from scratch, uh, that led the U.S. National Science Foundation, which is the body that owns the observatory, to announce last Soros. week uh, the main dish would be permanently closed. Uh, officials at the site insist that the failures come as a complete surprise, no matter what the repeated external reviews recommending better maintenance of their cables should suggest. I mean, sure, they they noticed some fraying cables well in advance, but uh, they were still well within their specified load limit. And how is an entire facility stocked with PhDs supposed to know that cables installed in the Kennedy administration would have degraded by now? (laughs) Come on. Don't worry, though. They all got jobs distributing the Pfizer vaccine. So yeah, they, work for, they work for the government. So testing it, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least we can get the vaccine to the exoplanets that we know about. Only we know about we some. Know. Yeah. We get it to them. Exactly. Practical. Um, I should note, too, that while larger radio telescopes have come online since Arecibo was built, there are a few things it could do that they can't. Plus, it's not like there was like a ton of free time sitting around on giant radio telescopes that Arecibo's workload can like be offloaded to. So, unfortunately, much if not most of the research they were doing just won't be done anymore. Uh, and that's not just nerd sad, seeing as how one of the things it was doing was an inordinate amount of the making sure no asteroids are on course to smash into us stuff. Uh, of course, given the way that 2020 has been unfolding, that might also be a silver lining. I don't want to <laughs> attach anything else to that. Yeah, don't count it out. <laughs> and in vaccine the light news. I come up with my own instead of using yours, but that's fine. <laughs> in the words of Dr. <laughs> Anthony Bethesda, Cheryl Fauci, I don't the think cavalry is on its, its way. It's Fauci. Fauci. Which is a damn good thing, because so far we've just been asking the COVID dragon to stay six feet from our princesses and wear a fireproof mask. <laughs> and we're all going to watch some football and poke the dragon on Thursday. Yeah, some fun. we are. More. So 
If you're a human alive on the planet, or if, like me, you've Googled COVID vaccine every day since March, you're already aware that phase three clinical trials for both the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines ended last month. And the incredible results of those trials just happened to be available two days after Trump lost the election. That's not Eli. That's I'm not... saying it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And we're still counting the votes. Thank so you. <laughs> election's not over. God is on their side. So. Exactly. Anyway, these vaccines are incredible. First off, they've been developed faster than any other in history and... Their profiles are fantastic, with both coming in at just over 94% effectivity, which, again, I cannot stress enough, is fucking awesome. Yeah, that's good stuff, but I, I feel like it's going to be a weird, like, Pepsi challenge yeah. between <laughs> Pfizer and Moderna coming right? up. I'm, so, I'm sorry, did you say your vaccine had Retsin? What does that even mean? <laughs> So How much retsin. So yeah, uh, this past Friday, both companies applied for an emergency youth authorization, which is not full approval from the FDA, but it would mean that vulnerable and susceptible groups could start getting the vaccine as early as mid to late December. Wow. Okay, that's great. Feels like the priority needs to be based on your social media history over the last <laughs> seven, eight months. Yeah, but I feel like we're in a position, though, where once the nurses and doctors have it, the more you suck, the further to the front of the line you should be, actually, yeah. which I hate, mm. but, like, logically. Yeah, statistically. Um, but don't throw away your masks and line up outside your local CVS just yet. It is going to take a while for us to give this stuff to, you know, like Noah said, useless old people who nobody That's loves. That's not what Noah said. Okay. In retirement homes. Nobody said those that. Those people. But after that. we've wasted a couple million shots on them, important and valuable people who deserve to live, like, like me. You? Yes, like yeah. me. Yeah. We'll mm. probably get it towards the middle <laughs> slash end of the first quarter of 2021. But Your job is palaver. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> enjoyable palaver anyways that's that's not the point the point is that's good news and that is very soon and and very soon after that after important people like me get the vaccine the only people <laughs> who die of covid will deserve it uh, or or be a baby yes or statistically or, unlucky yeah allergic to eggs allergic to eggs shit. have a pre-existing con okay <laughs> most most of the people who die of covid will deserve it no, still no but closer you got closer as you went though so I'll give you my that. heart was in the right place i don't think good it was. news <laughs> i think that was <laughs> great if you mean chest then maybe yes <laughs> and finally tonight the million maga mark <laughs> was a big success yeah it was <laughs> so let's take a moment to give a heartfelt congratulations to everyone involved. Literally hundreds of millions of Trump supporters <laughs> held a ticker tape parade for their losing team last week. Yep. And it was adorable. <laughs> People came from all over the country, nay, all over the world, to celebrate <laughs> the silver medal they fought so hard to win. Honestly, in a group of two competitors. <laughs> Last place is still second. <laughs> Honestly, from a group of people who proudly call themselves deplorable, I'm surprised they hadn't taken up the chant, we're number two before now. That's yeah, really... Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Somebody who got one of those sub bronzes was Kanye West, now that I think oh, about true. it. It wasn't yeah, just no, two. Yeah, you're right, you're right. 
So the official theme of the event was pancakes, what? which is perfect because pancakes, that's the silver medal of breakfast carbs. Is it? Of course, the gold medal goes to waffles, French toast, bagels, croissants, rolls, hash browns, grits, plain toast, and loose sugar. But pancakes are a solid <laughs> second place. There. I'm sorry, Heath. Did you say pancakes are second? Hey, podcast listener. Uh, it was at this point that Heath and Eli argued about the ranking of breakfast foods for a solid 40 minutes. And, 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 but we cut that for you. And now, back to the show. All right. So, <sighs> wait, so we're agreed there will be a double blind draft based system over 16 rounds starting on January 1st of 2021. Bacon is category independent. I'm not. Uh, Heath, I'm not Heath, we're not going down that road again. Okay. Now, it's can not. We- I, it's, I, I'm, can we finish? We're talking the about carbs. I know. I know. I know. We've we've done this. Can we go on fine, and do the headlines? Fine, yes. Fine. Okay. Fine. Anyway, a big reason for that pancake theme is the K-pop musical sensation known as the Bangtan Boys or BTS, and just K-pop <laughs> really? in general. Yeah. But really, it was their impossibly dedicated stalker fans or stands. You might remember the legions of K-pop stands from back in June when they flooded the Trump rally in Tulsa with fake RSVPs, leading Trump to announce ahead of time that he had a million supporters on the way to that event. Uh, you, you, you mean the foreign election interference? Yeah, Heath, I remember it. <laughs> I remember it. <laughs> that is what it was. Yep. And on top of the arena that the GOP already had booked for that, they also built an extra stage to address the spillover crowd that they were definitely going to get with all those (laughs) millions of people going. (laughs) But then about 6,000 people actually showed up and (laughs) we got to watch the Trump team scrambling to quietly take down that extra stage day of hoping there wouldn't be any press in the area. Again, on the day of a presidential rally, yeah. there, there was there was some press. We yeah. saw it. We saw. We saw it. it. We heard about it. Well, the K-pop team struck again. This time, they hijacked the hashtag Million MAGA March and flooded it with pancake photos and decided pancakes were the theme. Also, marching for the loser is really sad and desperate. So the turnout wasn't great for a. Variety of reasons. Well, yeah, the turnout not being great is the reason we're having this little parade to begin with. So there's also that. (laughs) So despite the pancake trolling, Trump still had plenty of idiots showing up for the march. Apparently, there were still dozens of people on Parler who weren't affected by the Twitter hijack. Aerial photos clearly show enormous crowds that were literally the size of the crowd in Cleveland after LeBron James led the Cavaliers to the NBA championship in 2016. Like, exactly that size, down to the person. Even the street layout of Washington, D.C. became exactly like Cleveland for the event. It was impressive. It was a really impressive turnout. Of course, the mainstream media, owned by... Hugo Chavez uh, is in charge of disseminating <laughs> that information. So you'd never see a, those photos a question. in yeah. major sources. Regardless, White House Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany tweeted, Amazing! 
more than one million marchers for President <laughs> Trump, no. which is so perfect. Trump's presidency literally started and now ended with a giant lie about the size of his crowd in Washington, D.C. Just unreal. Perfect bookends for the illiterate. I love it. <laughs> he ends his presidency riding a golden escalator up into a dumpster. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> Getting raped by a Mexican. Credits. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's brainstorm. Well, you know what? I think, I think, I think we hit gold. Set. I think we nailed it. Yeah. yeah. And on that note, apparently we're going to close it out on that note. Thanks to No Illusions. <laughs> Damn to right we are. <laughs> and, and thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like all the generous donors who will have their genitals complimented the next time around. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, D&D Minus, and Citation Needed, available on Apple Music, Stitcher, all those other podcast apps, or the deep web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slonick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. Two, three, four, one, five, two, three, four, five. five. Nice. Thought you threw my ass. Dropping bombs like Max Roach over there. I invented counting to five. <laughs> You're a regular D- D- Gene Krupa. B- jazz. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's all made of meat. It's all just fucking meat. <laughs> Fucking duelist liars. Okay. Duelist liars. Let's name of our double. When <laughs> That's Noah actually dies. a really good name we for a band. Be, when we want to be Christian comedians, we're going to call ourselves duelist the liars. The duelist liars. <laughs> the kings of dualism. They do this bit where Joe Biden falls down a well. It's pretty good. You got to go see it. <laughs> But you put toast in its own no, category to- to- as a salty so bread savory. Loose sugar's no. amazing, too. You can fight with it. I'm not saying. Throw it. Can we do it? it in amazing. Clump what I'm saying is that you can't create a separate Pancakes are garbage. Well, I guess I could do what? 30 garbage. meats. so much. They, they have their own house. And bacon is category independent. Savory meats. Waffles have a house, too. <laughs> not really. It's not international. It's not a nice Don't bring up... You're fucking up the thing. Waffles are better, but... Their house is bad for the argument. You're out of your yeah, element. That's honey. true. I, yeah, IHOP is better than Waffle House. Just in a, so so okay. But here's the thing, though. Like pancakes are not really anywhere close to second in anyone's mind, right? Pancakes are terrible, right? No, oh, they're like that's pancakes. what I was saying. They're like way last. Yeah, they're, like they're, way they're, after all those things. I named. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make I'm sure a pretty that big we pancake fan. Pancakes really are so fucking boring. The only time they're like, even I'll eat them. Obviously, I'll eat them. But like, 
You got to well, put like chocolate chips and bananas and shit and right. Nutella on top. Like just to make a waffle with just like butter and syrup is great. Sure. Yeah. No fucking pancakes are pancakes are what you give a, a kid because they're cheap. Pancakes are the all you can eat because they fill you up when you only have a little bit of them food. Yeah. No, it's it's lazy ass waffles where you can't even make them (laughs) shaped and have like good texture and just soggy ass waffle. No crispiness or yeah, right, right, yeah. Yeah, pancakes are fucking awful. No, I want pancakes though. No, you don't. Unbelievable. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC, copyright twenty twenty, all rights reserved.